Deloitte Private, offering audit, consulting, tax, and advisory professional services to allow private companies to address today's challenges and shape tomorrow's opportunities. Connect with us at Deloitte.com slash US slash private. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Hi, this is Dana Perkins, and you're listening to Switched On, the BNEF podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the role of 5G in cars. You may have seen in the news that 5G is rolling out in various locations around the world, and I think a lot of us are thinking about how 5G is going to impact our lives in terms of the phones that we're physically going to hold in our hands. Amazing processing power in the palm of your hand. And I can't help but think about people queuing up outside of Apple, waiting to get their next edition of the iPhone. And I'm sure we're going to see some of that with different 5G-enabled phones. But today, we're really going to talk about cars and the other things that 5G can do for us. 5G has the potential to unlock various things within the smart home and smart building space, and also within the vehicle and mobility space. I'm joined today by our analyst, Andrew Grant, who focuses his time on intelligent mobility. And he looks at everything from mobility as a service all the way through to 5G. The really fun techie stuff that you're going to interact with in a car, that is what Andrew covers. If you're interested in reading more about this, you can look up BNEF's research note titled The Role of 5G in Cars. This is available on BNEF.com and at BNEF Go on the terminal. This is available to clients of BNEF, and if you are not yet a client but want to know more, email us at sales.bnef at bloomberg.net, and we will be happy to sort you out. Please note that BNEF does not provide investment or strategy advice. We've got a full disclaimer at the end of the show, but right now, let's go ahead and jump in. Andrew, thank you for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. So I want to start with, what is 5G? Well, then it wouldn't surprise you to learn that 5G is the fifth generation of cellular technology. So uh, the first generation allowed you to do things like walk and talk. The second generation allows text messaging. Uh, The third generation got everybody online. The fourth generation allowed content streaming. And then the fifth generation is, is what's coming next. So we just had rollout in the UK recently. Is that correct? Well, we had rollout of uh, a version of 5G. It, it comes in many different forms. It's not quite as uh, clear and cut and dry as uh, one generation stopping and another generation starting. It's a collection of technologies. Some of those early technologies have been rolled out in the UK over lower frequencies, but a lot more is coming operating at higher frequencies and the possibilities of that are really interesting. So we've got this note that you've written called The Role of 5G in Cars. So this conversation really revolves around cars and what this is going to potentially facilitate for us. But am I correct in assuming that this is all really potential right now and that you have some technologies that can work on 4G, 
5G might make them better. But what's new? What is 5G going to facilitate that 4G can't facilitate right now? I mean, that's what we were trying to figure out with this note. Uh, I mean, I've mentioned the the really cornerstone breakthroughs that the different cellular generations enabled. And in a, in a lot of cases, autonomous vehicles and connected cars is cited as the the real breakthrough of 5G, and that's going to be what we remember 5G for. So we wanted to really dig down and see what specific technologies within the vehicle would be enhanced or enabled by 5G technology. And you group these into four different areas, am I correct? Yeah, that's that's how we like to think about it. So, I mean, the first one is the most uh, straightforward. So that's your standard connected car features. At the moment, you can have a 4G-enabled Wi-Fi hotspot in your vehicle. You can have a range of connected car services, streaming nav- or updated navigation. Uh, you can have all kinds of different content streaming in your vehicle. And as connection speeds increase, then it, the logical assumption is that consumers will be consuming more of, the, of those services. So that allows you to have other services built into those vehicles, things like augmented reality, virtual reality services that consumers can, can enjoy while they're traveling in the vehicle. Okay, so you're just assuming that you're not driving because I'm thinking virtual reality is probably not a great thing when you need to be watching the road. I mean, part of this is to to keep the passengers entertained, but if uh, consumers, uh, well, if if you end up not driving your vehicle, then uh, yes, you would need a a way to be entertained as well. Would 5G be required in order for us to have wide-scale rollout of autonomous driving? To be quite clear, it's not uh, necessarily required, but does seem to help in a number of different ways. So we're looking at these four areas within your note about the role of 5G in cars. So enhancing infotainment services, cooperative intelligent transport systems, teleoperation, high definition mapping. Yes. So of those, I'm going to ask you, you've got to pick a favorite child. Mm. You wrote this note. So if somebody wanted to read the most interesting section, which of the four do you think is the most provocative? I mean, I think the one that it, it, maybe it gets a bit too far on the weeds for, for some people, but the, the cooperative intelligent transport system is something that's being debated now. A bunch of different markets are having different or taking different policy stances on it, and it's going to have a big effect on not just autonomous vehicles, but the whole uh, road transport sector. Where are we finding 5G rolling out right now? So I've seen in the news that it's in the UK and that rollout is happening as we speak. What other countries are you finding this in? I mean, in most developed markets, there's some form of 5G rollouts uh, either underway or in, being planned. Uh, specific frequency spectrums are being auctioned uh, to to the telcos uh, across China, South Korea, Japan, um Throughout Europe and Germany, we mentioned the UK and then in the US, and those are and probably I would, I would say Singapore is also up there. It's one of the uh, the leaders in the space. So, if you're an auto manufacturer, where is the opportunity for you? Because I see the obvious opportunity for the telcos, but I'm seeing an auto manufacturer that's now got a battery that they've maybe purchased from another company. And now the internal computer system that is being facilitated by these mobile phones. Is there a real opportunity for them, or are they sort of just the physical couch and shell that's moving all of this exciting technology forward? Yeah, I mean, talking about like connected cars in general now, and I mean, 5G is part of that, but the real opportunity for automakers is 
the data that they are collecting on the vehicle and how consumers are using those vehicles. They're getting a far better understanding of how those vehicles operate than they ever have before. There's more and more sensors that are being packed into those vehicles and that allows them to do things that they really didn't realize uh, were possible few years ago. So every, uh, well, just about every new car has a, a temperature gauge in it. And that gives you a really detailed weather map once a, a, a big fleet of vehicles is distributed around the city. So that's information that inf can inform their future decisions, whether that's what kind of mobility services they want to offer next, uh, whether it's uh, how to configure their vehicles so that they are more suitable for ride hailing and car sharing, or whether it's data that they can start sharing with third parties and start making uh, turning that into a, a genuine revenue stream. So there are op opportunities for automakers, but in terms of the the cellular contract and being able to actually charge consumers a, a price for what they consume content-wise in the vehicle, they might not be as well-positioned as some other stakeholders in the space. So, Andrew, every year we do an event in San Francisco that's really about mobility and technology coming together also with the energy industry and batteries and storage, right? Yeah. Was 5G rollout a big topic of conversation this year, or were there other things that were more interesting to that audience? And and do you think 5G rollout will be an interesting topic next year? I mean, we we had a panel on it. Uh, we got some telco experts to come along, and uh, we had a lovely conversation on stage. It might have been overshadowed by some other uh, panels that we ran that were kind of more high-level. 5G is still... Even though the rollout is just starting, the impact is only really going to be significant sort of 20, between 2022, 2025. So it's something we'll keep talking about. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely keep talking about it. I appreciate the fact that you're saying that this rollout is going to take till 2025 because, you know, as we've moved from 3G to 4G and now 5G, I think that we as consumers may take for granted that this stuff is going to roll out super fast. But really, just given the physical size of the infrastructure that has to be laid in order to make this work, it's going to take some time. Do you see that as the largest barrier to rollout or is it lagging technology in other ways that maybe I'm not aware of at all? I wouldn't say it's the the technology that's holding 5G up at all. Uh, it, if anything, it it might be a a policy problem in terms of how you roll out these uh, small cell uh, substations, where uh, instead of having uh, as with previous cellular technology uh, standards, uh, you'd be able to put a, a base station that could cover uh, a wide area. With 5G, the idea is to put a lot of little small cells in place that kind of cover uh, uh, 100, 300 meters, a uh, much smaller range and, and sort of dot those throughout the city. So that kind of rollout, it's a very different infrastructure play from what uh, what we're used to from the cellular space. So that might take a little bit more time about how you go about rolling that out. You need to auction the spectrum. So there's all these different policy challenges that are, that are holding things up. Uh, the technology, I mean, I've, I've spoken to a, uh, a, a lot of experts in the space who are uh, have got their their hands in developing the technology, and they 
sort of uh, are not concerned about having it ready on time. It's it's more about how to go about deploying it. And who are the companies deploying it? Because I've seen Huawei mentioned a lot in the news. Yes. So uh, that's certainly somebody you should be aware of. Another one's Qualcomm. Uh, I mean, uh, Ericsson and Nokia are the companies that are, are heavily involved in uh, developing the technology for the base stations. Um, but I mean, uh, the this space, just like a lot of industries, is heavily interconnected. So uh, f- the effect of bans on uh, Huawei and um, other Chinese tech companies do have an effect on on, on, on the rollout, but we don't see it having uh, a, like a major stopping effect. It's, it's still going to go ahead. There are enough companies working on this space with enough capability that uh, 5G rollouts will be proceeding. Uh, occasionally with, with minor blips like uh, uh, the, the one induced by uh, Huawei's recent troubles. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Dana. And we will hopefully have you on again on Switched On. BNEF is a service provided by Bloomberg Finance LP and its affiliates. The recording does not constitute nor should it be construed as investment advice, investment recommendations, or a recommendation as to an investment or other strategy. Bloomberg NEF should not be considered as information sufficient upon which to base an investment decision. Neither Bloomberg Finance LP nor its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or competentness of the information contained in this recording, and any liability as a result of this recording is expressly disclaimed. Hi everyone, I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.